Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, if you haven't gone and listened to it yet, uh, Wiz and I completed our recaps of both the AFC and the NFC uh, from a fantasy backdrop, and uh, it's on to the wave of wire, Wiz, today. Uh, a lot of leagues will start doing that today, uh, some some tomorrow, uh, but we've talked about this. It's an integral part of your fantasy football season and uh, some very, very intriguing uh, participants for this uh, coming week. So, Wiz, how are you tonight? Yeah, doing well. Uh Looking uh, forward to week two and uh, starts with free agents and the pickups and the moves and then Thursday game and the lineups and we're going to cover it all. All right, so let's 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 hop right to this with the San Francisco 49ers situation. I, I just read a little while ago that they claim Trenton Cannon, who was released this week, uh, played in that game uh, on on Monday night uh, against the Raiders for the Ravens, uh, and he's been claimed by the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, I had a lot of faith in Trey Sermon being a big part of this football season for the 49ers. I, th- I think you did as well. Um, on, he, it was a shock come Sunday morning when he was uh, was a healthy scratch. Uh, Raheem Mostert once again shows that fragile side and gets injured in the ball game, and they're forced to go to Elijah Mitchell to carry the carry the load and uh, carry the load. He did 19 carries over 100 yards. Uh, Hasty did score a touchdown. Uh, those are the only two active running backs this week, and and the reason why Mitchell was active to start with was the ability to play special teams. So fast forward to this week. Is Trey Sermon uh, a guy? First off, you know, in some leagues he may have been dropped. I think that's still an intriguing prospect if that's the case. But Elijah Mitchell has to be on the top of a lot of people's lists. Uh, you know, this running game is a strong running game. We've talked about it with Kyle Shanahan, the system that they run, a very good offensive line, tremendous fullback. Uh, so what's your view on this, Wiz? I mean, I own Sermon in a few leagues. I was able to pick up uh, Elijah Mitchell in a league last night. Uh, I'm guessing it needs to be an aggressive move for this, but I'm not really uh, already uh, resigning from the fact that Trey Sermon is going to be a disappointing this season. Yeah, I mean, I just feel it's, this is going to be an evolving situation. Uh, Hasty is still involved. Jeff Wilson, they talked about today, Shanahan, be back maybe after six or seven weeks or something like that. Um, I, I think it all depends on what your situation is, what your league is. If you had Mostert, if you're in a league that is a deep league, uh, you know, it, it depends on, on on exactly what your situation is. But uh, the running back position has a few interesting guys that I believe are available in most leagues, led by uh, Elijah Mitchell. And look, you're not quite sure what is going to happen, but he had a lot of carries last week, and uh, you know there's a chance that that can continue. So he has to be a priority, I think, for a lot of people, especially those that lost Raheem Mostert uh, for this week. And Wiz, after after the game on Monday night, uh, you know, you and I both uh, roster in a couple of different leagues. Tyson Williams, uh, it was kind of surprising to see him off the field a little bit more in the second half. Latavius Murray definitely getting a little bit more of a nod, and considering uh, he had relatively low knowledge of that place play, playbook, given he was uh, nowhere to be found on a practice field for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but for a few days earlier. Um, you know, again, I look at this as a situation. If you do have Tyson Williams, you probably 
really have to give Latavius Murray, if he was not picked up already, a look here and, and see how this situation kind of you know follows through over the next few weeks? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I feel like if you're an owner of Tyson Williams, uh, Latavius Murray is an important player to get just the way the kind of usage was and um, just not quite sure because you thought that he would have played a lot more than Latavius Murray, especially in the second half, considering the first half that he had. But Murray was out there, uh, especially at crucial points at the end of the game. So it's concerning, but uh, Latavius Murray is certainly somebody who has to be in the mix of the running back position um, in terms of week two waiver wire pickups. Yeah, and and staying with running backs, Wiz, um, you know, in a in a bunch of leagues, I've cut, I've got Kenneth Gainwell and Tony Jones Jr. I think, well, I I feel very strongly in my opinion that both of these guys in certain weeks are going to have standalone value. If something would have happened with the guy in front of them, uh, their value would take off media, uh, you know, on a on a rocket ship. Um, I think in some leagues, those players might be available. And I think uh, after last week's play, what we saw from Tony Jones Jr., how often he was on the field, it was kind of like a two-thirds, one-third split there. I think Gainwell, who we saw Boston Scott touch the ball zero times, Gainwell looks like he's the guy that you're going to want to own if something were to happen to Miles Sanders. But but nonetheless, he's also the guy that's going to be, I think, going to be involved in this uh, rushing attack on a week-to-week basis uh, for the Eagles. Yeah, he asked me last week about Tony Jones, um, and I said that I felt he was definitely a, a, a priority over any of those other Raven guys like um, uh, Devontae Freeman uh, or Le'Veon Bell, and nothing has changed my mind. I, I have a stronger conviction, if anything, about Tony Jones over those guys. And the same thing with Gainwell. I mean, I really like what I saw out of him. He's a, a, a very interesting player. Um going to be part of the offense no matter what and uh he will be a major fantasy football factor if something were to happen to miles sanders so um tony jones gainwell those guys maybe not as high up as mitchell but they certainly should be on everyone's list and then uh of course mark ingram had i don't know where that came from 25 carries in a game that the texans had a big lead in the whole way so i know he's going to be on everyone's list, but I'm still a little dubious about Mark Ingram. I just feel that situation with the Texans is going to be kind of changing from week to week. And I think the Texans are not going to find themselves in the position that they were against the Jaguars last week, uh, often during the season to give Ingram that many carries. So I, even though he did have a ton of carries, I still prefer the other guys over Ingram in terms of waiver hires for week two. Yeah, the one thing about Ingram was is, is that is that David Culley, the head coach, because he came over from the Baltimore Ravens, has a lot of familiarity with the player. And Ingram is thirty one. Uh, really, very little uh, work last year, given what happened in, in Baltimore, and, and I guess this kind of falls into the dependability and, and knowledge of the player category. Where Cully, uh, at this point in time, it, 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 Ingram is the guy that he has a little bit more faith in uh, than, than a Philip Lindsay or, or David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think that was really game script, and um if the if the Texans are trailing which i believe is going to be the case in, mo- in most games this year i think you'll see more of david johnson and phil Lindsay than ingram so that's why i'm i'm kind of more intrigued by 
by Jones and Gainwell over Ingram, despite the a large amount of carries that Ingram had in Week One. I just have two more running backs that I do want to mention, uh, Wiz. And, and the first one, you know, you talked about this play. You thought that James White uh, could be back to his old self last year. Tragedy uh, hit his family. Uh, it was a very challenging year for him on a personal level, uh, on a professional level. Cam Newton, uh, you know, a very ineffective quarterback. And, you know, really, James White never got his mojo going last year in that offense. And enter Mac Jones, the offense looks a little bit more of a steadier ship, with, even with a rookie quarterback, because I think Mac Jones was pretty impressive in, in his debut. And James White, you know, kind of looked like he had that form again, you know, back to his old self and, and what he meant for fantasy. And, and, and maybe, you know, we might be looking at this year's version of J.D. McKissick in James White. Yeah, I think I think that James White and Heem Hines are two players that if you're in PPR leagues, you have to give a look to. Uh, they'll they'll be value. Uh, both players will be value as far as um, you know in, in situations where you have starters that are on bye weeks or hurt. Uh, I think they're guys that could be used as flex spots in certain situations. So uh, kind of like I'm looking at James White and Heem Hines, kind of like in in similar situations where in PPR leagues they're could be some value there with both players. And let me ask you about the Chargers, Wiz, because I, 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 I'm an Eckler owner in a few leagues. Uh, I'm not an Eckler owner in a few leagues, but I felt I felt that there was a move going on in the background. Justin Jackson again was hurt late in late in camp. Uh, it feels like Joshua Kelly just can't get it going uh, for the Chargers. He was not active in Week One, uh, but Larry Roundtree was the running back, the rookie running back uh, out of Missouri, was the one that actually carried the football uh, more than anybody else after Austin Eckler. So, uh, did I make the right move? Do you think is this something that'll kind of change from week to week? Obviously, if Eckler went down. Uh, you'd probably see a couple of guys chipping in. But I don't know. Roundtree had a very impressive preseason. I just felt that that confidence in in Kelly is gone, and and Justin Jackson doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. Yeah, it's kind of what happened last year where, you know, Eckler was out, and then the guy that came out of nowhere was was Kelly. And this year, it's the other rookie, Roundtree. So based on week one, uh, I would say that if you have, you know, Eckler and you are in a situation where, you know, you need to get his handcuff or concerned about an injury and he's going to miss some time, uh, then I would agree that Larry Roundtree out of the rest of the guys would be the guy that I would prefer uh, in that type of situation. All right, great. And the one quarterback situation, Wiz, that I think is – I mean, look, there's going to be a number of quarterbacks depending on the size of your league. If you're in a 10-team league, for example, there'll be some very good quarterbacks available. If you're in a 12-team league that has a more expanded roster, there might not, you know, you and I are in one of those leagues where, you know, our choices aren't that many. The one, one guy we will have a choice on this week is someone like Tyler Henneke. So I guess if you're in a league like that, we're, we're speaking to the folks that if you have those deeper rosters, and Heineke last year showed you, uh, especially in that playoff game and down the stretch, he's a very accurate quarterback he actually had a very good game uh, after Ryan Fitzpatrick went down um, but I would imagine that, that Heineke will definitely have a lot of attention on him especially in leagues that are very low on quarterback options deeper roster leagues yeah I would say I have comments about two quarterbacks one is if you're in a league where you're in a super flex league uh, like we're in where most of the quarterbacks are rostered and Tyler Heineke is available 
yes, I, I think he needs to be picked up. Uh, I wouldn't just leave him on the waiver wire like he's nothing. Uh, I think he, I, you know, when, I, when you look at the, that Washington football team, they have a top 10 wide receiver. They have a top 10 tight end. They have two running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And the sporting cast, uh, when they're all healthy, is pretty good as well. So, in a league where you have a super flex where everyone is starting two quarterbacks and most teams have three quarterbacks rostered, Tyler Heineke is definitely a quarterback that needs to be picked up. And then if you're even in leagues where, you know, more shallow leagues, yeah, I think you got to, you know, look up Jameis Winston here and see if he's going to continue that. And uh, I wouldn't mind rostering him and having him as my number two quarterback at this point if he's available, if he's available in, uh, in kind of leagues where most teams have one or at most two quarterbacks and he's available. So Heineke in leagues where it may be a super flex league, as you know, you know, to pick up and, and James Winston, if people were non-believers and he's available in your league as well. And I think the one thing you see sometimes with some owners was, and I've been, I can be accused of this as well, is sometimes you get an itchy trigger finger, a guy completely bombs out in week one. Uh, let's take a guy like Marcus Callaway, for example, didn't do anything. Will some owners drop a player like that? I, I, they shouldn't. I, I don't know if they will. I think you have to be on the lookout for that sort of behavior because it does happen from time to time. People get very emotional when it comes to fantasy football and being let down by a particular player. So, And I think that's apt to happen early in the season. But we did have two key injuries um, at, at wide receiver last week. Uh, Jerry Judy now looks like he's going to be gone up to six weeks. And at the same time, uh, Michael Gallup somewhere in that four to six window in that very high powered Dallas Cowboy offense. So, you know, I, I think I, I think the situation, well, I'll talk about the Dallas one first. First of all, Wilson, I think, will have some value uh, in, in a couple of these weeks. Uh, it actually might mean a lot for both of these tight ends uh, if they happen to be out there. I think it'll be difficult trying to figure out which one is going to do something, uh, but they'll be beneficiaries. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, so that, that's my opinion on that one. And, and going to the Denver situation, Wiz, uh, you know, do you think it's Patrick that benefits more or K.J. Hamler who benefits more in this situation? Two players that are likely available in a lot of leagues uh, depending on the depth of those leagues. Yeah, Tim Patrick. I don't even think it's close. Uh, I just think he's a wide receiver that fits better with Bridgewater's game. Uh, Hamler will have some big games and some big plays, but uh, on a game-to-game basis, I think um, Tim Patrick is a priority pickup at wide receivers he's, if he's available uh, with with Bridgewater. Uh, and uh, clearly above Cedric Wilson, clearly above K.J. Hamler, and probably clearly above any receiver that's a free agent in leagues at this point uh just the way that broncos offense looks and uh and um he was not afraid to throw the ball to tim patrick and 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 the the news about judy is kind of looking like maybe week five or week six or seven or something like that so uh yeah i'd make i'd make patrick a priority pickup at wide receiver in week two and, uh, and and with the cowboy situation cedric wilson is that something something you'd give a look at not really. Uh, I think, you know, you could probably look elsewhere, if, even if you had Michael Gallup. Uh, I would kind of prefer the, no, <clears throat> excuse me, the Nelson Aguilar's of the world, if they're available. Uh, Brian Edwards may even be available in some leagues. Um, players like that are, are, are more interesting to me than, than Cedric Wilson, because I, I think 
And then the, the, the Cowboys are going to pro- probably play with a lot of 12 personnel, and I think the tight ends will pick up that target share as much as Cedric Wilson, if not more, while Tim Patrick and Aguilar and Edwards um, – I think are going to only ascend from here in terms of their stats. Yeah, I'm just going to mention two other receivers. First off, uh, uh, Fuller, Will Fuller will be back off the suspension. So if in your league he happens to be available, I think that's a player you might want to give a look to. Uh, and the other thing, Wiz and I, we talked about Rondell Moore a lot uh, before before this draft, a rookie uh, before uh, fantasy football drafts, rookie wide receiver for Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm not – I'm not an AJ Green guy. I just am not. It's that that ship has sailed. And Rondell Moore, though he was on the field for less snaps, was definitely the more productive guy. Uh, I've said this repeatedly. I think you'll see Rondell Moore carry the ball in every single game. He got one carry in this particular one, but I don't think he should be available in most uh, in, in most leagues. Was yeah, I would agree with that. That's why I really didn't mention him. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to like about Rondell Moore and. Uh, as long as he's on the field and playing and being used the right way, <clears throat> I think he'll be steady all year long. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to move. Do you have any more receivers you want to talk about? No. Yeah, so a tight end, I'm going to talk about three guys real quick, Wiz. So um, I, I just find with the, whenever we see the Odell Beckham Jr. situation, what it is right now, again, not playing this week, it definitely benefits the tight ends for the Cleveland Browns and Juku uh, and Austin Hooper. Uh, and Juku was the main guy last week. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying go out and pick up one of these guys, but I think Austin Hooper seems to be on too many free agent wires from from, from what I can see. Uh, so I think as long as OBJ is out, I think that's a beneficiary for the Cleveland Brown tight ends. Uh, I'm trying to make heads or tails of, of the tight end situation in New Orleans where Troutman was definitely the guy on the field more, uh, got more targets, did less with them. Juwan Johnson, you know, I've picked him up in a couple of leagues before the season started. Uh, big target, able to take two of them in for touchdowns this past week. I'm not saying that that's what we're going to see, but he was only on the field for 12 snaps. So I think there'll be some intrigue uh, in both of those situations. And uh, Cole Komet is clearly now evolving into the number one tight end uh, Jimmy Graham's uh, concrete shoes are definitely taking over here. And I think if we start morphing into a Justin Fields scenario, a Cole Komet could be a factor this year in fantasy circles, Wiz. Yeah, clearly. I mean, Cleveland has a couple interesting guys, Harrison Bryan, Nichoku, Austin Hooper. They're kind of playing time was kind of distributed evenly. So they could kind of cancel each other out, even though I like all three players. But Cole Komet... Um, dominated the snap count and playing time. Uh, Jimmy Graham barely played in the game, and Colt Komet dominated playing time. So he is clearly the number one guy that's probably available in almost all leagues uh, or a majority of the leagues. And uh, the other player that I think is interesting, just because of the snap count and how much time he got on the field had in the field was James O'Shaughnessy from the Jags. So while I like all Cleveland, those three Cleveland tight ends, I think they may cancel each other out. While I think Cole Komet and O'Shaughnessy uh, are just going to be on the field for uh, most of the snaps. And when you have a situation like that, those are the kind of players that you're going to target. So if you're in leagues where, you know, the tight end is a separate category. Start with that. You know, you're not going to put any of those guys in with the top 30 receivers. But if you're playing with tight ends as a separate category, 
and you're in deep leagues, uh, I'm looking at Cole Komet and James O'Shaughnessy as guys that are probably available in most leagues. All right. Very good, Wiz. I, I just have two other things to mention. It's the defense special teams and, and the kicker department. But Evan McPherson, rookie kicker for Cincinnati Bengals, I think this will be a very good offense as the year uh, goes on here. And he made some big kicks in his rookie game. Uh, so a guy that's definitely going to be available on most waiver wires. And the other thing is, if you're in one of these leagues which that streams defenses, uh, we've talked about the Cleveland Browns defense, who probably not many leagues where you stream defenses were active last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this week, the Houston Texans come to town. Uh, we've talked about the Cleveland Browns being a, what we deem to be a, a very elite defense in the NFL this year. And that should be, a, without a doubt, a very, 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 very important pickup in, on waiver wires, especially in those leagues where you stream. Yeah, I mean, McPherson's a good kicker, and the, the kick he made from 50-plus probably would have been good from 60. And as far as the defense goes, the Browns um, are going to have some big games defensively, and it may start on week two against the Texans. So if they're available in your league, I probably have them as a top-five option in all formats this week. So if they're available, and unless you have um, – you know, uh, another elite defense in a great situation, uh, I think they're uh, a fine stringing option as well. All right. Was anybody else that you want to mention here before we uh, move on? No, we covered uh, covered every guy. All right, fantastic. So this is Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing. We're going to be doing this every week. Uh, we got that as kind of a – people wanted to hear more of our views about waiver wires, and uh, we do realize it's such an important part of it. So uh, it was fun doing it for this first week, Wiz. Have a good night, and uh, look forward to talking about the Thursday night football game with you tomorrow. You got it.